Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I remember really liking this song as a kid. Yeah, the song's great. It feels cool. This riff is just that little synth that comes in. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Circling and circling. I love the album cover. It's just like a dude mowing his lawn, I guess. We've all been there. Yeah. I really like the bass players in this era because, like, they were trying to sound like 808s a little bit. So yeah. The bass is really like fat, it is. but there's like a lot of movement. There is movement. Oh yeah, first reverb. <laughs> oh, it's like we're recording this podcast at 1:41 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I'm thinking about making a drink of vodka and Mountain Dew. I know, right I now. know, I know, I know. <laughs> I love the way the kick drum sounds. This, uh, is, this is like love this part. Yeah, wow. yeah, where it opens up. This sounds kind of metal. It is. Yeah. This guy also has a lot of chorus on his voice too. Yeah, interesting that that's like stylistic chorus. It makes the... you not sound as bad. Really? People use the chorus. I always thought like chorus was interesting, like because like a lot of the Billy Joel records I like. Yeah. I don't know their their chorus. They but like he, blend you in. He doubles the vote his main vocal a lot, which kind of is like a chorus. Yes, yeah, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, this song's cool, right? It's like, it's more than just a crushing rant. Like this halftime section, I love it. Also, like very great pre chorus right here, like distinct channel. Keith Urban would be proud. <laughs> and it's like, I love, we talked about this in a lot of episodes. I love when a guitar. The riff is split between the harmonic range of the guitar. Yeah. Like, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, I yeah. really like that sound. It's pretty jarring, but it's cool. Yeah, this part's the best. Oh, they're like in drop C. Yeah, yeah, it's deep down there. This part's, like, wide open and big enough to where, like, I wish Adele popped in. I know. Right oh, my God. <laughs> where you belong. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> Wow, this I like this song. Yeah. It's cool. I know. I'm like on the treadmill listening to these songs and I'm like, how am I gonna start playing these around the house? Like, what without- the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. I like the how they take the chorus off the verses. Yeah, yeah. On the vocal. Yeah, which makes it feel like a little more present. More focused. Yeah. Like what are those? I know. What the heck? This cool. This is a great, really cool mix song. Yeah, I gotta wow. figure out how to mix this one. It might be Andy Wallace. I know that's my answer for everything. It's like I can never find a good place to find those. Sometimes um, this one's old enough where it's probably on all music. It's like I, I used to have the album too. I could just look it up. I know. <laughs> uh, welcome to listen to this. Podcast in which we explore songs we like, research what they mean, how they're recorded, why they're written, why we like them, why you should listen to this. Uh, today, this song fucking rocks, man. This might be one of the best ones we've done all season. Um, we're talking about the riff that launched a thousand action movie trailers for a period of like six years. <laughs> Do you remember that? Dude, yeah. I mean, it's got all the elements it's got, it's, of, yeah. You know. 
It just it just makes you want to go out and break some shit. It's the song Headstrong by Trapped with a T at the end. Trapped. I think I found the and the mixer. Oh yeah. I think I did. I've got I've got the good produ- I've got a good producer on it. I've never heard of this guy, Matt Thorne. Yeah, yeah. He did a great he did an amazing job. Yeah, the mix great. on this is so good. It's yeah. like I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. It was the band's debut single off their self-titled album released on September twenty-third, two thousand and two. It peaked at number four on the mainstream top forty charts. Hilarious. Wow. And was number one on the rock charts. Uh, like that's pretty wild. Like uh I, I can't imagine a song this aggressive being a top five song i know it just seems like a different time obviously it was a different time yeah um it was rated by billboard as the most successful modern rock song of the 2000s decade i don't really know what that means but billboard is the chart thing so maybe it just hung around for a while yeah i mean there in my head when we talked about doing this song i thought it was completely different than how it actually is oh really you thought this song is way more dynamic yeah it's cooler than i than i remember yeah it's like it has a lot more going on i think like the like this song is kind of a victim of its own success yes to some degree like the riff is just so crushing and so like teenager action full throttle energy drink that like i think it sort of eats up the rest of like what's cool about that this song yeah but that was also probably the reason the band was able to make money and tour and make more albums that yeah. were probably weren't as good as this one <laughs> yeah i mean shit it was written by the band uh whose lead singer is hilariously named chris brown <laughs> so i i when i found that out i was like i i spent time like in meditation pose just like sitting and trying to visualize a chris brown the r&b singer version of this song and i'm like this shit would actually slap yeah because it's a good song yeah like this it, the riff would be played on like a synth that yeah. like do yeah. It would do like the sliding thing. I'm like, yeah. it would be cool. He would do a good job too. Yeah, it would work. <laughs> that's that's the virtue of a new of a great of a song. great song. Yeah, because yeah. we already it's like it would be funny with Chris Brown. We talked about like Adele doing that part. Oh, she would smoke. Yeah, I mean, remember Google. growing up, they did the stupid punk goes pop, oh, punk goes R and B. I love those. Yeah, but the yeah. reason why those songs work is not only because it was funny and to hear like a, a rock screamo band doing like. You know, Jay-Z a Jay-Z or whatever, song. yeah. But at the end of the day, they're just great songs. I know, there's something about all these, there's something that all this music yeah. has in common. Exactly. And it's and, and nobody can really figure out what it is, exactly. obviously, if you could figure it out. Everyone would make Everyone number would, one hits. Yeah, and like nobody does, yeah. but Trapped gets close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Headstrong was produced by a guy named G.G. Garth, who has produced some heavy hitters like Rage Against the Machine, Sick. Nickelback, Sick. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Sick. and Mud Veins Dig. Do you remember Sick. that one? Dig! <laughs> <laughs> I like that he, he calls himself G.G. Garth because he has a stutter. <laughs> that, was a, that was an interesting thing to come up. So is it like G.G or is it G-I-G-I? It's G-G-G-Arth. <laughs> like it's like all one word. Um, on this day in history, so... September 23rd, 2002, the first ever v- version of Mozilla Firefox was released. No shit. I don't know why. Hold I re- on. What year is it? T- uh, t- 2002. Wow. So I don't know why I read it. When I read that, I was like, oh my God, there was a time before Mozilla Firefox. I know. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, I, I went through, in college, I was a huge Firefox yeah. guy and I've got, I've jumped off the Firefox thing. I don't know why. I, I'm, I've always used Safari since I had Macs. I, I, I know it's not as good as Google Chrome, but. 
you know, I'm stuck in my ways. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the song is like probably most known for like its iconic riff. Like, did you yeah. ever learn how to play this one? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I did. Yeah. I, I know I did when I was a kid. And then when, when I was doing research, I picked up my guitar. I was like, I'm going to fucking learn, learn this riff that, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, tried showing it to one of my students. They were like, yeah, whatever. They we, don't care. We like Greta Van Fleet. Oh. I was like, you'll never know. In a hilarious twist, we love this riff, but in a hilarious twist, the users of UltimateGuitar.com, you remember that little oh, website? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> rated Headstrong as the fourth worst riff of all time really? in 2018. Really? Yeah. But I think I, I think they're fucked because I did a little bit of digging. Like I even read the, the whole article that yeah. someone posted. And rounding out the top five riffs were Soundgarden. It was a Soundgarden riff. Uh-huh. Guns N' Roses' Sweet Child of Mine, which is a sick riff. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong. Like a band called Alcoholocaust. I don't remember the song, but what a crazy name. And number one was Imagine Dragons on Top of the World. So I don't, I don't know, know that, that song. I don't know that song. Um, it's like, I love this riff. It's like, what what makes, we talk about what makes a riff a riff all the time whenever we get a great riff. And it's like some sort of like rhythmic figure that gets repeated that has melodic information that's kind of like what we settled on i take forum people with such such a grain of salt (laughs) especially the ultimate guitar yeah like that they're just like i'm grateful i'm really grateful for the people who put a lot of effort into writing about music yeah or forming about music Mm -hmm. or like get you know gear sluts form like i take a lot i really like all those people but i do think like if you're spending a lot of your time on the internet talking about riffs you probably aren't learning as many riffs hey there you go i I, I sound like a six-year-old saying that now now i'm coming in hot on the podcast like i'm some sort of musical ted cruz (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they probably don't like Sweet Child of Mine because they can't play it. it's hard, yeah. yeah. you got to move the finger back one. <laughs> you do, thank you. You do. Why, like, why are riffs like not as popular anymore? Because guitar is sadly not popular I mean, anymore. you think guitar is like the main riff yeah, machine. It's just, it's just, I think so too. It's just not the popular thing right now. I mean, yeah. Every, everything ebbs and flows. Like guitar was not really like super cool, I guess, in the 80s, but in the 90s made a huge comeback. Yeah, yeah. And right now they're just like in an ebb and flow thing. Like it's just not super yeah now i can't think of like a the last like hit song with like a riff kind of i know yeah and when i think about like guitar music now it's like okay is it tori kelly and her yeah because like they play guitar yeah it's great guitar playing i don't know if it's like riffy but it's not riffy like who's making riffs uh it's like we got to get we got to maybe greta van fleet (laughs) we think i just can't get it i just they're fucking good is the thing yeah they are really good i just can't get into it because i I don't i really don't like led zeppelin sometimes we're too close to to the source material it's almost like um like you know how mcdonald's sucks now yeah but when we were kids it was better it's like because we remember that taste we'll never like what it is now but if a kid gets into mcdonald's now when they change it up to even more chemicals and shit in 15 years, he'll be like, oh, that original McDonald's right. is so better. So I think like if you want to catch trends as a listener on the cyclical kind of cycle, it's it's it'll work. You just can't be that close to like the OGs. Right. Yeah, you can. Because, um, you know, whenever I hear anyone take like an, a gratuitous guitar solo, I'm just like, you're not you're not David Gilmore. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? dude? You can't play. And you're then not, you step back and you're like, yeah. dude, you're wasting me on the guitar. Yeah. You're so good. Um, I saw Trap perform at Music Midtown in like 2004. Sick. It was a really fun set. They started with the song Still Frame and they only had like one record out. So they played like the whole record. Um, and then they played Headstrong at the end and Sick. everyone went you fucking nuts. Yeah, that's uh, the time. No, you either open or you close with yeah, it. Yeah, pretty, he- pretty heavy moshing too. 
I'm sure. like a lot. And it was like kind of a rainy day in a parking lot concert situation. Sick. The old music midtown was like uh 10 stages in like a big parking lot. Uh-huh. What part, was it down by like the Olympic? It was down by Civic Center. Does that oh, still yeah, exist? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been down there in yeah, a while. Yeah. Um, kind of downtown, but like yeah. closer to the west side, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, some fun facts. Trapped is one of the only bands that I can think of that has been banned from Twitter. <laughs> Why? How did they just like fight people and uh, like incite nice. violence? And like, you know, people get weird. Everyone, every band you like gets weird as they get older. Like yeah. nobody stays cool. Yeah. You know, think like who is who stayed cool? I guess like Dave Grohl is still pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I consider him part of the cool crowd. But you think he'll get weird at some point. It's like I you don't have think to. So. No? I think he's too good of a person. He's, he's too nice. He's like We'll know. bet on it and come back in season seventy two and be yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Dave Grohl. Right. <laughs> he's running for Republican right. congressman. <laughs> Um, I really like the sound of his vocals, like the delays and like the I reverse, like the reverse stuff, the yeah. choruses. Um, how do you how do you like throw all these effects on with with like out making it kind of like the main focus? It has to be done in a way that when you take the effect off, yeah, you're not at distracted by the effect not being there. Like when the first verse came on, it was dry vocal. That chorus comes on, the chorus effect is there. I made a comment. I'm like, oh, there's a cool chorus on his voice. When the second verse happened, I wasn't even thinking about it until the end of the verse. I'm like, oh, the vocal's dry again. That's how you know you're doing it right. Yeah. When the effect can be taken away without it making feel like you lost something. Is that like, could you like, could we go further, like deeper into that? And like, is that like kind of your personal definition of tastefulness? In what sense? Like to to have something on to have like enough to use an effect tastefully or whatever the effect is. It could be musical or mixing or whatever. To like use it to where if you take it off, it's not that big of a difference. Yeah, well, the mixing is all about the addition of all the it's the accumulation yeah. of all the small things. Mm-hmm. So like when you are because at the end it's very simple mixing. So really like it's a game of inches. Yeah, you know. So like doing every like at a certain point you're doing everything subtly. You're like 0.5 here, 0.5 here, a little bit here, a little bit there. And you it's, know? it's funny that that doesn't totally change based on like the context of the music. Mm-hmm. Because like I wouldn't say that the the musical composition of Headstrong by Trapped is very subtle. It's not. Right? But you still have to think that way as a mixer. So that must be kind of like Absolutely. A, a, a challenge because when you get something really aggressive, like my instincts, I'm not – I don't mix shit. But – as a musician, it's like if everyone's aggressive, my instincts are to go aggressive. Right. Right. Or to go really not aggressive. Right. But not to like figure out exactly what you need. Right. A balance. Damn. Yeah. And then there's like, then there's the dynamic of the change between like the verses and the chorus. If you make the verse too big, now it makes the chorus not as yeah, big. Yeah. It's like there's all these variables that all add up. And it's like, it, that's why, that's why mixing is hard. Is this your favorite song we've done this season? I don't know. I, I really like that first song, the uh, P.O.D. song. Oh, you, you're talking about Papa Roach. Papa Roach. Yeah, yeah Papa we're, Roach. We're doing P.O.D. Oh. We got Youth of the Nation coming up. Yeah, you know point. what? I always get them mixed up. Yeah, yeah. I always get them mixed up. And not even because like their music's like similar or anything. No, it's just peas. It's the peas. Peas. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's cool. I, I still don't know the difference between Modest Mouse and Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, that gets mixed yeah, up. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just like, you know, when you're a kid... You buy two albums on the same day. You don't really listen to either one that much. And you're like, I don't know. What the I mix up is. Modest Mouths with, remember this band, Flogging Molly? Yeah, and they, ha- really they sound funny. nothing they sound really alike. Different. Yeah, that's the, the Boston Irish guy. Yeah. Right? Flogging Molly. What a name. I know. <laughs> okay, here we go. Best YouTube video comment for this comes from Hawaiian Robot, nice. who, who writes, quote, 
Man, this is the anthem of punching drywall and wanting to yell at your stepdad. Dude, yes. (laughs) That about sums it up. Yes. Uh, Thanks so much, y'all, for listening to this podcast. Please rate and review our show and help spread the word virtually or in real life. We've got a playlist on Spotify, Instagram, Patreon. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast and telling people it's really getting out there. It's nice that a lot of people are listening. We're really excited for this season, season four, our favorite of 2000 rock. We're coming back next week with a little classic. I'll give you a hint. It's the song Nookie by Olympus. Yeah. 